There's just such a fine line here. And it's and I think at the end of the day, it's up to an individual choice. Maya Angelou once said, if you don't like something, change it. If you can't change it, change your attitude. Join us as we explore questions big and small to gain a little more insight into ourselves, each other, and the world around us. I'm Ryan. I'm Jenny. And we are... Have, Have a Little, little Insight. insight. Good to go? Mm-hmm. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Have a Little Insight. Today, me and Jenny are getting together to discuss the issue of separating the art from the artist. So when we say this, this is more of a general statement that gets made about anyone that has made any type of work of art that is uh, open to the public to enjoy, whether that be a movie or a book. Uh, it could be done by a writer, director, or producer, actor, those sorts of things. So the reason why this has become such a hot topic lately is because of social media. Anything that anyone in the spotlight does is posted everywhere for people to read about, hear about, and share to everybody else. And the reason why this is becoming such an issue is because of something like what Chris Brown did, who abused Rihanna. And obviously, the majority of people do not agree with that. I would hope that everyone does not agree with that. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. There <laughs> so, probably are people out there who do. Yeah. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Mm -hmm. But that's uh, something that we do not agree with. We no. We can say that for sure. Yes, we <laughs> yeah. do not agree with that. <laughs> so... That's why it's become such a huge issue is because you have someone like that who makes good music. A lot of people enjoy the music, but then you hear about him doing something like that and it might change your perception of him as a person and that inner battle that we all have trying to figure out, can I still enjoy the music and keep how I feel about him as an individual person separately? So we're going to dive into that today and see where that takes us. Thanks for tuning in for episode two. And uh, yeah, here we go. Here's what we're really talking about. So we are talking about separating the art from the artist, but what we're really talking about is a morality issue. Morality on the front of us as the listeners and the consumer, but also morality on the front of the artist or other public figures. For me, when you sign up to be a public figure, you're choosing to give away some of your privacy. And if you think that you can have both, you don't get to. Sorry if any celebrities are listening, but that's just kind of <laughs> what you signed up for. We kind of hope you are, but... Right. So like Ryan mentioned with Chris Brown, lots of people I know still listen to his music, even though, to use an even more aggressive word, he didn't abuse Rihanna. He beat the shit out of her. Super bad in a car. And if nobody's seen the pictures, have a look. Does that mean Chris Brown is less talented as an artist? No. I don't think it does mean that his talent is compromised. I don't think Kevin Spacey's talent is compromised because he's had 30 accusations of sexual assault or what he did to Anthony Rapp. I don't think talent is compromised, but I don't think that it can be supported anymore. So would I go back and watch The Usual Suspects? Do I still think Kevin Spacey's a great actor? Yes. Do I think he's a piece of shit human being? Yeah, for sure. And then if we want to get more into it, like people are put on the court of public trial before anything's even founded for sure. So the question I had for you is, what's the difference between one accusation and 30? Because obviously if 30 people accuse you of something, you probably did it. Whereas one, 
But as soon as evidence comes out, we're all on trial all the time. And it's not just art from artists, all of us, police officers, politicians, everybody. Cameras are on all the time now. You have phones you have to watch for. Everybody's got a camera. Yeah, and I think going off that, it's also makes me think, do these people think that they can get away with certain things because of the platform they have, because of the popularity that they have? Like, oh, if I make an advance on someone, they're not going to say anything because I'm Kevin Spacey. Like, I don't know if they have that kind of attitude toward it or they just think that they won't get caught or they just don't think there's anything wrong with it, which is sad in general. Well, yeah, I know that... I think if you separate celebrity from everyday person, there are always going to be individuals who commit acts that are, like, not considered moral or are harmful to other individuals in society. If people didn't do that, we wouldn't need police. We wouldn't have law. We wouldn't need those things if everybody could just always be on their best behavior. Um, But people in power tend to abuse their power more. For sure. But I, I also think, for myself speaking, I, if I was in any sort of spotlight whatsoever, not that I am trying to sneakily get away with something, but I just am a generally more anxious person. So even just being worried about saying the wrong thing at the wrong time, and it's like, oh, we got that on recording, now we can use that against you. And it's like, no, no, I didn't mean that. Right, what? Right, so here's <laughs> the funny thing. Most public figures, artists... Anybody who's in like a spotlight of any kind, Olympic swimmers, anybody who has endorsers or people who back them, they have morality clauses for this stuff now. So it's not like you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. It's not like you don't know that it's wrong. Mm -hmm. So maybe let us know what you guys think. Do you think that they do this kind of stuff because they just think that they can get away with it? Because maybe that is it. Because they've read the paperwork, they've signed it out, and morality clauses aren't a new thing. I actually looked into it, and morality clauses in entertainment started in 1921 with a guy named Fatty Arbuckle. His Great name, name. Yeah, I know, right? Great name. Yeah, that, that his real name was Roscoe Arbuckle. Okay. And he was a performer in, like, silent comedic films back in the day, like Buster Keaton and stuff like that. And he got accused of raping women. And he was blackballed. He never worked again. He lost his job. And he was one of the most famous people at that time. Right. So even though they didn't have cameras everywhere then, we didn't have social media, people have always been held accountable for their behavior. Right. As, as they should be. They should be. And in general, too, like there are people that do these terrible things. For some reason, it seems to always be majority of a, a sexual or an abuse type of reason. For these, Lately. For all the, yeah. that, that seems to be one of the higher issues right compared to all the others but in general like in everyday life there are people that that do these things on a regular basis that you don't hear about it could be someone on your street or in your in your vicinity right Mm -hmm. and they there are consequences to their actions they still have to go to prison for whatever they did and go on trial and all those things right so maybe i don't know this is just like my conspiracy theory side of me coming out that maybe it's a bit of an like a money issue like, oh, we, we have to try to keep, like, he did this thing and we have to try and keep it under wraps because he's, he's like, generating a lot of profit for us, right? But there are, there are also times that they make public apologies for something that they did, whether it be big or small. You have to make a public apology if you're a public figure. Like, I for feel sure, like it's yeah. Ha- this case, okay, so this is a really weird topic because obviously neither of us are public figures. Shocker for you guys, I know. Um, 
But the interesting thing that I also came across is like morality is an issue in society that changes over time. Right. So a lot of issues come to the forefront later. I don't think you can separate art from an artist. I think what you do and who you are when a public figure are the same thing. Personally, I would not buy another Kevin Spacey product or put more money into his life because of the shitty things that he did. Okay. But the things that he did when I didn't know about those things, I mean, I don't know. Am I not supposed to watch them? I feel like that's like... Well, a I, different person than the person that's presented to the public now. Right. So I, I, that was something I was going to bring up too. So let me ask you as well, is that any work that Kevin Hint Spacey had done before, can you still, like if you owned any, a DVD or you have Netflix and there's movies on there with him in it, if it's stuff that happened before those uh, accusations or what he actually did, can you still watch those or does it change the interpretation you have of his character in the movie. Like, you can't look at him without thinking about that anymore, so it just ruins it for you completely. Or can you still separate the fact that what he's done now has nothing to do with how that movie impacted you at that time, right? Like, can you still see the two things differently? Okay. Obviously, this is a huge opinion piece that we're conquering this week, so please chime in, send us comments, send us emails, let us know what you think. But on a personal front for me, I mean, I can't change the past. Yeah. So I can't go back and say, oh, The Usual Suspects was a terrible movie, or American Beauty was a terrible movie, or, um, like, I don't like watching Two and a Half Men anymore because of what Charlie Sheen did and, like, all of his comments. Yeah. But I'm certainly not going to continue to support that person or to pour money into their career. It does change how I feel about them, and as a result, I don't want to support them anymore. <clears throat> so I probably wouldn't watch new stuff. Right. But I'm going to watch old stuff. But the funny part is, is all of the stuff that he did happened when he was doing that work. Right. Like, how much of how much do we know of what he did, specifically with, with this example of Kevin Spacey? How, mu- how do we know that he hadn't done things before that we just didn't know about, right? Well, that's exactly what happens in these si- most situations. Unless you're looking at a situation with, like, now things come out instantly. It's like... This person did this, somebody taped it, leaked to the press, on social media, everybody knows within 24 hours. Yeah. But in things that happen like pre-social media or pre-cell phones, we didn't find out about these things for years. Right. And culture was different and morality was different. And that's one of the things that like came up when I was looking that I wanted to ask you about is what happens when the type of content that triggers public outrage changes over time? Mm. So if somebody, for example, Back in 1950, homosexuality would have triggered a, like a morality clause and like a huge public outrage and it would have been a big scandal. Right. It's still hard for people to come out and there's still things around it. But now people are like, okay, it's subdued. There'll be homophobic comments and people will have their own opinions. Yeah. But it doesn't blacklist their career. Whereas right. back in the day, you would have been gone. Yeah. Well, that was something interesting too uh, for myself that I came across. So I really like Kevin Hart. 
uh, and as a as a person and as an actor I've heard him on other podcasts and interviews like he's just a very kind of down-to-earth person Mm -hmm. and he had to make a public apology because someone dug up his past from like years ago and found do you need to get that no, that's just an alert saying I need a virus definition update. Please ignore it. Has nothing to do with the topic. I'm having a really hard time separating you from this. Po- <laughs> from from the beep on my computer. Yes, is not related to the topic. Anyway, so he had made gay jokes or tweets, right? At that time period, years ago, that that was like, I wouldn't say acceptable, but it was just frowned upon. And now it's like you can't do that, right? So someone dug up these old tweets that he said and was like, oh, Kevin Hart said these things. He's like, yes, I said those things at that time, but now I know that that's not a good joke and I don't think that way anymore, right? So like over time, people also change. So if, if they did something before that was deemed immoral, can we really bring that up again and be like, now that it's immoral, we're going to kind of like point it out. Okay, so my gut instinct, on, my gut reaction on this is yes and no. I think it depends on the severity of what you did. There's a lot of depends in this scenario. Okay, well. Right? No, that's what I mean is that it depends on. I think on... it depends on the severity of what you did. If Kevin sure. Hart had like raped six women, that's not a public apology Definitely. situation. I wouldn't just be he like. He made an yeah. inappropriate comment at a party. Justin Trudeau was a 21-year-old guy who wore a bad costume choice to a Halloween party. And he's paying for it now, even right. though the 20-year-old kid that he was is not the same person. Exactly. Yeah. That action was still made in poor choice, and there are still moral consequences for it. And when you choose to be a public figure, you're basically signing on the dotted line saying, here's my life. It's all accessible. Yeah. Like, nobody's digging into us, because we're two yeah. people in a basement. I'm not saying that I agree with it, but just you change as a person, so can we really hold those things against them? They, they can just look back and say, yeah, I... I like, I, I feel stupid that I did that thing, you know? But at the time, they thought it was funny or whatever. But it also does depend on the severity. Yeah. D- dressing up in blackface or making a gay joke is pretty low bar compared to abusing someone or raping, right? Yeah. Like, those are very drastically different. Like, one's just like, oh, no, no, no. And the other one's just like, hell no. Exactly. Right? Like, we have different levels of severity for different things that happen. And I think... Even now, you would look at a different level of severity. And there are different... It's like how we have different punishments for different crimes. Right, yeah. So I think in saying that, depending on the severity of their behavior or their action, that can either make it easier or harder for you to separate their work from their act, from what they did, right? Yeah, and I don't think it matters how big of a figure you are. I mean... If you're some YouTuber, well, there was a perfect example. I don't remember the guy's name, but he was a YouTuber and he he pulled, this is not very helpful because I don't remember the guy's name, but he pulled a really bad prank on YouTuber. He said something really discriminatory or something like that. If anybody is clued into what I'm talking about, please send us a comment. But basically he did something really inappropriate on his YouTube show and YouTube pulled all of his advertising. You're a representative of a brand. The brand happens to be you. Yeah. We're all responsible for our behavior. They just pay on a bigger scale because they chose to be under a magnifying glass. This still doesn't come back to, can you enjoy the music and support the person even though you know they're a dirtbag? I don't think you can. Well, so I think in, so in my experience, um, there's a band that I've listened to, uh, Falling in Reverse. The lead singer has known to be 
like a huge douchebag. And over time, he's gotten better, like gotten off drugs, like doesn't drink alcohol anymore, like trying to be a so like live a sober life and still writes good music. And he hadn't done anything that I deemed so bad that I could not just appreciate his his art form anymore. Like, yeah, he's kind of a dick. One time at a show, he threw a mic stand in the crowd just because he was going crazy and he hit a girl in the head. He immediately apologized for it and was like, that was stupid. That was a stupid move. And she, luckily enough on his part, was totally just like, I'm not going to press any charges or whatever. Like, she wasn't hurt that badly. Mm-hmm. But it's like, man, this guy can be kind of a dick sometimes. But, you know, like, credit, give credit where credit is due. It's still good music. But if he had done something way worse than that, I would probably just second guess myself and think, I don't think I can endorse this anymore or follow him or appreciate what he does. Right, because it comes down to an individuality. And I, every single person, and really what this podcast is about, is that we're all a little bit different. Right. And we're all looking to, um, well, what we're looking to do is create more understanding. Everybody has different things that are important to them. Some people are religious. Some people aren't. Some people friggin I don't know live in the middle of nowhere how are you raised what happened to you all these things that Country develop versus the who city. we are yeah determine like our morality and how we operate and how we are in the world you and I tend to generally be very kind and in generally like what is classified as really good people oh you think so thank you yes yeah no yeah I'm a fan <laughs> call out to our parents who raised us um you did a good job but, I mean... Yeah, so there, there are those things that kind of have... I feel like there are things that give us small differences in morality, right? Like we might value certain things more than other people and vice versa. But then on these bigger scales, right? There's these really uh, hot button topics like sexual assault and things like that that I feel like the majority of people, like a bigger crowd, regardless of your differences you might agree with more, right? Right. So if we take it, because, okay. So if we stem away from morality, because it's such a gray area and so variable from individual to individual, and you get away from art, I know that seems weird because this is the topic, but art is so subjective as well. And you go back to something that's science related. Serial killers and sociopaths are fucking brilliant. They're some of the smartest people like in the world, like genius IQ level, like crazy, especially people who went on for years and years and years who didn't get caught. Right. And if you want to enjoy some entertainment, people watch Mindhunter because you'll start to realize it's nuts. It's on Netflix. I really enjoyed it. But from a moral standpoint, their behavior is terrible. Right. And I'm not going to be like, yo, go Ted Bundy. But <laughs> I'm just saying. But Number one I- fan. But I'm not going to sit there and deny the fact that he was incredibly smart and very good at manipulating people and that he was a very talented person just in areas that we or I don't support. But I'm not going to not deny that he's intelligent. Right. I'm never going to sit here and say Kevin Spacey's a bad actor. He's not a bad actor. He's a bad person. Right. And I think that's the key difference. You're not saying that they're bad at their art form, but you're just saying because of what they've done, if it's deemed bad enough, you can no longer associate yourself with it, right? Or endorse them any further. Like if you still have old like Chris Brown CDs or something laying around, might be like, pop one in and I still, I still like it, but maybe just not as much. I already paid for it. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's, it's kind of a gray area, like depending on how you want to approach it. 
But going back to your thing about the Ted Bundy, maybe that's the perfect middle ground on this topic. Don't try to separate the art from the artist. Just watch people that already do immoral things in a documentary. And then it's like, you get the, you get the entertainment and you get to point out their bad morals. You get best of both worlds. Oh, dear gosh. <laughs> I don't know where we're going on that one. But yeah, I think those are different things. But... I think who you are as a person is, and I think the rest of society for the most part in the majority agrees, whether everybody supports the same viewpoint or not, that you're responsible for your behavior. Yeah. And for me, my consensus is, A, I don't think you deserve to be supported because you knew what you were doing. You signed morality clauses up front. You know what's involved because it's all written out for you. And you're like, yep, I agree. I agree not to do anything that jeopardizes the brand or whatever I support. And you did it mm. anyways. So, but I can't enjoy something moving forward from the point when I know something. Right. So it's this, there are deal breakers. Right. And I think that, I think that's the key here is that where is your line? Right. And I'm asking everyone listening is where is your line? Because my example in all of this was, I started to really get into the show community. Yeah. So I was at a friend's house and he was showing me a couple episodes. I started to really get into it and I thought, I'm going to go back and watch this from the beginning. And he wanted to watch this YouTuber who does this kind of behind the scenes of shows and like how the writers operate and figure out the structure of the episode and all that. And Dan Harmon, who was kind of the creator of community and he also was a co-creator of uh, Rick and Morty, I believe, both really beloved shows and community is fantastic like the writing is amazing in that show the jokes the quips everything is just spot on all the characters and i really started to enjoy it and then i found out that dan Harmon's kind of a crappy person sometimes like he's a bit of an asshole he's belligerent toward people he was a womanizer he chased this woman he worked with for for a while and like kind of put her in a in a bad spot and she couldn't trust anybody and he uh with chevy chase he was just such a dick to him that chevy chase left the show hmm. you know but I don't think him doing those things, like, I don't agree with them at all. Definitely, I would never be that kind of person to do those things. But he also, after the fact, was shooed off the show. Like, they they got rid of him. And, they and got, so he should have been. And, and they got somebody to take over. So he did bad things, yes. He had consequences for his actions, yes. He made public statements in multiple different places saying, like, I know I'm a womanizer, I know I'm an asshole, blah, 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 whatever. He came back to the show a little bit better and changed, but... I still appreciate the art that he made because that show is so creative and so clever. So, like, I can still separate the show from him because I don't think what he did really for me crossed, like, any, like, major, like, bad enough lines that I could be like, oh, that ruins the show for me. Right. But, but it's still, it's still, like thinking about it and reading about it again like I try to forget about it and then as soon as I read about it again or hear about it it's like oh like that's like you suck man <laughs> I think there are lines and For I sure. think that's the difference so yeah I mean Bill Cosby is an example yes if you grew it's a big up big one yeah if you grew up in the 80s and you didn't watch the Cosby show I don't know that show was brilliant. My family always watched it together. I have fond memories of watching The Cosby Show. And maybe it's because he played a parental figure on that show. Or maybe it's the feeling I have towards him as a performer. Mm -hmm. But I don't think I could go back, go back, go back and watch The Cosby Show 
and see him interact with young women and stuff like that and not feel like, ugh, like what was even going on there? Like, that's a deal breaker. And everybody's deal breakers are different. I know women who still listen to Chris Brown and I'm like, how? Well, some people just choose to forget about it or not think about it or they're just not as well informed about what the problem really was or like how deep the issue is actually rooted right because uh, in my research i came across this other girl who wrote an article and her example was edward scissorhands because jo- everything with johnny depp right that happened so yeah, refresh me okay so her her example in it that it was an iconic movie for her she felt she felt something for edward as a character because he couldn't touch anyone so he tried to touch the girl and he cut her right Right. so she's like i felt for him because all he wants to do is embrace her and he can't and that's that's heartbreaking to see that happen but now after all the accusations of him like uh being an abuser and all this stuff she's like i can't help but watch this movie and when he cuts her all i see is him abusing her right so it's like now that that's happened she just it changes her perception of the movie of the character yeah i think that's inevitable i think it happens in our everyday life with everyday people and i think it happens with celebrities as well yeah i don't think it means that what you create as a person isn't good yeah no it's like i the serial killers are the best scientific example i have for sure you're brilliant but you're a serial killer dude like yeah no it's one of those things like you can kind of show a bit of a, I don't know if appreciation is the right word, but like give credit of like, okay, yes, you're smart, but you suck. Like, yeah. right. You can still say those two things. I'd be like, I don't agree with you morally, but like, wow, you're a really good actor. Like I can't deny that. Right. Yeah. You so. can't deny it, but you're not going to work again. And I would no, never for hire sure. you. For and sure. I've always, always <laughs> said this. I would rather take a less talented person who works harder or is a better person mm-hmm. than a person who has an insane amount of talent. You can train people. People can be taught. Like, I was just looking at a thing about workplace culture this week. And how employers always get it backwards. And they're like, you're super skilled. But you're kind of a crappy person. Usually that person right. will get hired because they're like, oh, you're super fishing. You can do the job. You're a great employee. You're going to get tons done for us. But you don't fit the culture. So that person comes into your company and all they do is make ripples. Nobody likes them. Work becomes negative. Everything gets crappy. Whereas if you hire a person who's a really good fit for your culture, that person and that person has a little bit of skill, that person's going to in the long run be a better fit for you. Well, and getting back to the, to the issue at hand of, I think because it's art, art from the artist is such a big, bigger topic is because all these things are, out there in the ether for everyone to kind of fall in love with or enjoy and they want it to be they want it to sell right they want it to be done well so you could do a huge screening process and pick the most like ethical moral person you've ever met but they could be the worst actor on the planet so it doesn't mean that they're gonna do a good job right (laughs) so my personal opinion is you can't separate art from the artist because I'm not going to support you if you're a shitty person. But I can definitely admit that you have talent, but it doesn't mean I'm going to continue to support you. So can I separate your work from you? I guess not. I don't know. 
you can still give the credit, but once you know that they've done something that you deem wrong, then at that point you've made up your mind and said, I'm no longer going to endorse you or follow you or, yeah, or, you're or not getting my listen money. to your music or whatever, right? No, I think you should be held accountable. And I think this is yeah. very retributive mentality, but you did something wrong and you know it. So and- I, I think I think my my thing on this to sum it all up is I think it really depends for me the severity of what the person has done and what they've done afterwards to either make an apology or make up for it. Because at the end of the day, everyone's a human and we all make mistakes, whether they be bad or good. And if it was something bad enough, then I probably would, I would definitely just not endorse them anymore or not want to watch anything new. But with the example like community that I brought up earlier, like I watch it off of Amazon Prime, like I pay for that channel. So I have access to the show. I wouldn't go out and buy the DVDs. I wouldn't go out and, you know, see him do a, a speaking event or something. You know what I mean? So I think it very much depends on the situation and the circumstance and what they've done versus what they've actually created, because he's not one of the he's not one of the actors in the show. Right. I don't have to see his face all the time. He's just one of the people that wrote. Yeah, the show. that's a tricky. Situation. So it's like it also depends on the platform that it's on. Right. If it's a if it's a, a song because Chris Brown was an abuser, his song, as far as I know, he doesn't have any songs that are about abusing, abusing people. Yeah. I don't right. Know. No. So it's like I can still listen to that song and it has its own meaning for me. But then as an artist, I can be like, that's shitty. Don't abuse people. Right. Yeah. But I'm not going to look up. So then there's like. We're going to wrap this up pretty quick, but then it's knowledge. Like, if I'm listening to a song and I love it and I don't know that it's Chris Brown, I'm not going to feel bad. But I'm not going to go on Spotify, search Chris Brown, and listen to see if I like your music. I don't like you. I don't want to. He's also a producer, so how do you know that you haven't listened to songs that he's co-produced or produced himself that other artists are singing, right? And, and you're like, wow, bliss. I really, no. I really like this song. And you're like, Chris Brown produced it. I hate this song. You know, no, there's yeah. just such a fine line here. And it's, and I think at the end of the day, it's up to an individual choice and we shouldn't try to push our own like morality on people. We can inform people about how we feel or how we think about a certain issue or person as an artist versus their art, but we can't tell people how to think, right? No. And that's what it comes it's an back indi- to. It's an individual choice, yeah. whether you still want to watch this movie or not, basically. I'm not going to not be your friend because you listen to Chris Brown. Like, not you, but other people I'm not a teenage girl, okay. Jenny. I don't listen to Chris Brown. <laughs> Anyways, in wrapping this up, what I would like to know is, if you're listening to this podcast right now, and you have an opinion about supporting an artist who has been blackballed for morally corrupt things, or there are people you listen to that you know are guilty of this kind of behavior, why and how do you continue to support them? And do you think that art can be separated from the artist? I'd really like to know what people out there think. And sorry, really quick, what do you mean by blackballed? Oh, like shunned? Like okay, I figured that's kind of. Society, I just had like never. I never Kevin heard that. Kevin Kevin Spacey being fired from uh, House of Cards. That's what that show was called. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, so Kevin Spacey, House of Cards, you're fired. Boom, it's done. His House of Cards fell down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's the base that's the hard part. Oh God. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Anyways, we want to know what you think. We really hope this generates a lot more conversation and that you feel free to comment and like 
Send us your interesting thoughts. We want to hear. We want to know what you think. That's the whole point of this podcast is to drive conversations, to open things up, to create more understanding, and just keep the conversation going. So let us know. Yeah, there's no judgment held here. It's just about getting together and having an interesting conversation and trying to give each other insight. And hopefully, as a listener, you gain some insight and you have a takeaway and continue the conversation forward. Also, if you're listening right now, we're still fine-tuning things. If you have any feedback on this episode at all, please feel free to email us. You can reach us at havealittleinsight at gmail.com. In terms of listening, you can find us on Spotify or iTunes, or you can listen on our website at havealittleinsight.com. And if you want to get in touch with us, uh, you can email. We also have Instagram. You can send us a message on there or leave a comment on any of our posts. We are Hallie Podcast. Yeah. Yeah, so that's H-A-L-I Podcast on Instagram. And on Facebook, we are Have a Little Insight. And you can also send us a message or leave a comment there. Yep, and we will get back to you. And we do want to talk to you. So please reach out. If you have time, we always appreciate a review or ratings on iTunes. It really helps us out. And uh, share us with your friends. And if you have ideas for episodes, send us an email. Again, it's havealittleinsight at gmail.com. We'd love to talk about things that you're thinking about too. Yeah, and if you have any ideas for future episodes, uh, shoot those our way as well. Looking forward to talking to you in episode three. Peace out. Take care.